Hello and welcome to Stay Less, Stay Guest. Here you're going to learn about self-love and boundaries. I am Lauren Hallgren and I am the face of Stay Less, Stay Yes. Along the way, you'll resonate with my experiences as I share with you about the pain and discomfort that comes from not loving yourself. Here we will discuss a multitude of ways you love yourself and grow into who God has called you. Welcome back to Say Less, Say Yes. I'm your host, Lauren Hallgren, and I am so excited to be here with you today. If you caught my last podcast, I talked a little bit about uh, my life and my past experiences last time, and this time we're here to talk about 13 steps to achieving self-love, and every single one of these is a must. Finding self-love is not easy. It is hard because you have to learn to love yourself, and we are our worst critics, our we are the people who are the hardest to love because we are the hardest on ourselves. And if we saw ourselves like other people saw us, we would love ourselves so much more. Now, with that being said, this is an authentic self-love and boundary podcast. You have to be the most authentic you in order to love yourself because if you're over here telling people lies or not telling them the whole story or omitting something white lies, things like that, you're not gonna love yourself because you haven't been 100% true with anybody. Today, we're going to learn how to start loving ourselves. Today is 13 steps to achieving self-love. Number one, stop comparing yourself. I cannot even elaborate on this enough, you guys. I could go all day. When you compare yourself, it's dangerous because we use it as a learning and a teaching tool. Uh, Prime example in sports, because I was a big sports girl. When you're learning to throw a ball, or I was a catcher, so block a ball uh, when the pitcher throws it in the dirt, or how how to field a grounder, or how to pass a ball correctly, how to get your form right, okay? Even down to the most basic of basic fundamentals, what that looks like is comparing Do you guys, like some of y'all might already do this and some of you guys are sitting here thinking like, wow, I do that. You may not even realize it. What does it look like? It looks like you saying, hey, do you see how that person, hey, did you see that girl get down? Did you see how low her butt was? It wasn't sticking up in the air. She bent her knees. Her glove was flat on the ground. She had that hand ready to cover that grounder or that hardball coming at her. We use it as a comparison. We're like, hey, watch this person, see what they do, see how they get low, how they this, how they that, right? X, Y, Z. It becomes dangerous because from Sigmund Freud's study, from the ages of about 18 months to five years old is when kids really learn to start compartmentalizing humans. And it's dangerous because we've been culturally conditioned. Like I said, we use it as a teaching and coaching tool and then we turn around and we start using it for other things to help us get ahead, to help us close the learning gap when realistically that's not how it works. When we're using comparison, unfortunately, this bleeds into our everyday lives and through all of our aspects. Again, not failure to comp- to compartmentalize. It is just that we want to be the best and when we start seeing other people and we say I want to be like that person I want to watch him I want to be like that person I want to watch him and I'm not saying 
that that's not how you become the next you, the better version of you. What I am saying is know who you are authentically. Love yourself. Stop comparing yourself. Number two, don't take others' opinions to heart. Others' opinions of you don't mean shit. They don't mean shit. They don't pay your bills. They don't get you where you need to go. They are nothing to you. Nothing. It's not your business what they think of you because not everybody's in your boat and not everybody's going to the same place you are. Oftentimes how people react to what you're doing, saying, promoting is a reflection of how they view themselves. So again, has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. Stop giving a crap about what people say. It's unrealistic and you'll be more distracted and further from your values and your goals and who God has called you to be if you start comparing yourself. Because God put us on this earth to be with each other. He didn't put us on this earth to be alone, you guys. We need to be able to work together with each other. We need other people. That God didn't ask me to be like you, the listener on the other side of this podcast. God did not ask me to be Jesse Joe. God did not ask me to be Maddie. He didn't ask me to be Molly. He didn't ask me to be Lindsay, Dominique, Angel, Jody, Haley, Austin. God did not ask me to be any of those people. He asked me to be Lauren Hallgren. That's who he asked me to be right here. And I can do very similar things that every single one of you guys can do, whether I've learned the skill or not. Obviously, I have to go through it. But the reality is, if it's not serving God, it's not serving me. Three, allow yourself to make mistakes. And this is something I was probably a little too hung up on was because I was the person who was like, I didn't want to learn. I wasn't coachable. And I've been coachable for a long time in my life. But the thing was, I had to make my own mistakes because I had to learn it my own way because it was a lesson. I didn't take the learning gap. I didn't close the learning gap. I said, it was me, I'm headstrong, I'm strong enough to do this. Just because yours turned out this way doesn't mean mine's going to. Have you ever heard, nobody's perfect? Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah, we do. compare ourselves in the stories that we tell ourselves, like, I should have known better. All men, women are the same. I'll never learn, I'm not capable of, I'm too broken, I can't get anything right, etc, etc, etc. Like, we've all heard these at some point in time. We've all thought them at some point in time. They're just excuses, guys. Your feelings are very real. Let me be the first. I am the first to validate feelings. But that doesn't make it a reality. That doesn't mean that is what you're living in. It might be what you're temporarily feeling, no matter how deep it is. Mistakes are lessons in life, not failures. I'm gonna repeat that because I think some of y'all might've missed that. Mistakes are lessons in life, not failures. Failure is when you quit. Everybody has a different definition of failure. You need to get very, very clear on what failure is. That's a whole nother episode as well. We'll get to it eventually. Gotta start small. Failure is when you micro quit. When you quit. What is micro quitting? Micro quitting is when you decide you're not going to do the small things. 
you think that it doesn't matter, that it's not going to measure up, and that if you don't do it for a week, it's not going to matter. It does, because it's just like brushing your teeth. You can't just sit down and do it all in a single day and be like, okay, chalk it up, you know. We're good for another six months. If you just stood there and brushed your teeth and went to the dentist all, like, spent all that time on your teeth in one day, and in six months you go back to it, y'all, there's going to be some damage. And that's what it is. They're small compounding moments of every single day that add up. I'm not saying, I am saying brush your teeth every day. What I'm not saying is that you can't take, it's not that you can't take a break, you guys. It's not that you can't find times to do it. It's not that you have to do it every day, but if you're working on your craft, you do need to be working in it somehow. It doesn't have to be the exact same thing every single day, but you need to be able to build on it and compound. Consistency compounds, you guys. And when things get hard, I know when some of us are moving forward in life and we're trying to work through the pain. For me, I was a gym rat and I would go two to three times a day. And that probably lasted for three months and it wasn't sustainable. I burned out, I hated the gym on top of like a bad experience in college and that made me not wanna do it then either. And you guys, you have to give yourself the experience but you also have to start in here and in here and that's believing, okay? With your heart and your head. Um, one, I'm gonna need you to embrace your past and sit with it, okay? This is part of failure. Um, or part of that mistakes are lessons in life, not failures. One, you need to embrace your past. Sit with it. How many of y'all that just made your skin crawl, you rolled your eyes, you're like, I'm turning this podcast off. I'm not listening to this girl anymore because she wants me to do what and be uncomfortable. Yes, I want you to be uncomfortable. Yes, I do. Because you can sit in the temporary discomfort or you can keep avoiding it and be uncomfortable in the same person that you are for the next 15, 20, 25 and so on years. That's your choice. You can be uncomfortable, yes, but would you rather be uncomfortable temporarily while you're sitting through the suck, sitting through the discomfort and learning that it's okay to feel your feelings because that's really the only way that you're gonna move on? Or are you gonna just keep ignoring it so you can go out to that party tonight and drink away the pain, snort away the pain, drugs, um, adrenaline high, gambling, smoking, anything that's not good for you guys. Is it worth being uncomfortable for an entire lifetime to not sit with it? It could honestly take 15 minutes to get through it. It could take a couple hours. You guys, it could take a few sessions. It could take a lot of sessions with the therapist. And that's one thing that I wish I would have known is that working on yourself, self-love is learning to heal yourself and is learning to heal your traumas. Just because somebody came and hurt you said Will Smith. Um, just because somebody came and hurt you doesn't mean it's not their job to heal you or even have an apology for you for the trauma they created in your life. You're the one who has to learn to move on with it. And that sucks and it hurts, but that's the reality of it. That's, that's how it works. Number two. So one, embrace your past. Two, every 
yes, no decision you make is a decision. Every time you say, yes, I'm going out with you tonight. Yes, I'm going to the bar. Okay? You're also saying no to time by yourself when you really should probably be sitting by yourself. You're saying no to peace because you're surrounding yourself at the bar with other people who are hurt. And I'm not saying every single person at the bar is hurt. What I am saying is that there's a reason that people go to bars. And yeah, sometimes it's to have fun. The majority of the time, it's a time replacement or a filler. People don't like being at home alone. And that's a red flag. If you can't enjoy your own company, that's something we need to work on. And even if you're not making a decision and you're just letting the time ride out, that's a decision. If it's not a hell yes or a hell no, y'all, you need to figure it out. Number three, that voice in your head, tell it to shut it. You're going to do things that are going to scare you, make you uncomfortable. Again, a temporary discomfort in order to grow because the greatest thing is just on the other side of that discomfort. And you may not see it right away. That's what growth is because later you'll be able to recognize it. Number four, your value lies within you, in your heart and in your mind, and you have to have it there before you go and give yourself to anybody else. And I am pleading, I am begging every individual. I am a person who, if you listen to my first podcast, if you have not, you need to stop here, go listen to it, and come back because you will understand my story, why I resonate so well with this. Is so many things in this world distract you from your truth, and... I don't even know why or how it happened, but I had no self-worth. I thought if I did anything and everything, because I was efficient with my time, so I thought if I did anything and everything with people, for people, that would make my self-worth go up. I would feel better about myself. And it's not that it's not about serving the Lord or anything like that. What it is about is you. Because you have to have boundaries. And it's about what God has for you. So if you're not asking that man, hey God, is this for me? Is this the path you want me to take? Then that's another another thing we need to start talking about. It's not your body. Your body image has nothing to say about your worth. And I, I cannot, cannot, cannot repeat this enough. Your body has nothing on your worth. Does it say something about how confident you are? Does it say something about how you dress it? Does it say something about how you show up? Yes, it does. And I'm not saying everybody needs to be a toothpick. I'm saying you need to embrace what you have. There's just things that you do not have any control of. But what do you have control of? You have control of your attitude. You have control of your mind. And you have to start taking it back. You have to start taking your mind back. And it is a fight at dog fight. But it is so worth it. Your body does not say anything about your value or your self-worth. Your shoe size, your boob size, your pant size, your top size, your car, your house, your possession. Not what you do for others. I'm going to repeat that. It's not what you do for others. You need to do you. You are not too much and you are not too less somebody says oh you're extra you are damn right i'm extra 
Thank you for noticing. That's one of my best qualities, God-given. Somebody says, you're too dramatic. No, I'm just dramatic. And it's a God-given quality. That is who God intended you to be, y'all. When somebody tries to put a cap on who you are and what your authentic reactions are, shut that shit down. That is not for you. It does not serve you. And it certainly does not make them about you. God created you to be you and only you. Don't try to downplay who you are as an individual to make somebody else happy because there's somebody else out there who is dying to meet you. You are about to impact somebody's life. And who are you by playing small? You are nobody when you play small. When you don't show up as your most authentic self and you say, oh, I'm going to shy away from this. Why are you shying away from it? Because you know that person doesn't care for how dramatic you are, for how overexcited you get, for how bubbly and loud your personality is. Those are God-given qualities, y'all. God-given. Growing through the years is going to change who you are. You might be you might tone it down a little bit in that area. But it's because God told you to, not because somebody else is offended or has a hangover. Number 5. Ooh, some of y'all some of y'all better sit and get ready for this. You can just sit back and cross your arms cuz I know you're not going to like this. Not everyone is going to stay in your boat. Not everybody's going the same place that you are. Some people will take a life raft and sail their own direction. They'll, pol- they'll politely exit your boat. And others are going to sit there and they're going to fight and they're going to poke holes in your boat and they are not going to be helping you bail water. They're going to be putting the water in your boat. And you'll say, no, not my friend. Not my friend, Amy. Does Amy make snipe remarks to you? Does Amy... Does Amy tell you you're too much? Does she tell you you're not enough? Does she tell you that nobody would love you? That they're the, that she's the only person that would love you? Because you're this way? Because you do have trauma? Um, newsflash, we all have trauma. Different levels, but we all have trauma. What did Jimmy tell you? Oh, you're a single mom with two kids? Single dad with two kids? Want to marry you, let alone take you on a date when you have so much luggage. Y'all, some people that you think are your best friends are poking holes in your boats and they're not helping you bail water, they're pouring it in. There will be people you have to throw overboard to get where you need to be. They are going to say anything that they can to bring you back down to their level because you're up here and they're right here and they know what they say, that their opinion has weight of what they tell you because you respect them, but they don't know how to get up to your level. So they're going to talk you down. They're going to beat you down because they don't know what else to do. They don't know how else to handle things and it's going to bring you right back down and you're going to stay there and you're never going to grow. Toxic isn't always easy to recognize. Ask God to firmly close doors and windows for those who depart from. And open doors and open doors to what he has for you. Process your fears. What you have to do with that is your feelings and reservations are very real and they are valid. You have to understand though. Let me say that again. Your feelings, your reservations are very real 
and valid. There's a reason you have them. It is a story that you're telling yourself. Or is it an open wound? Understand fears. Because that's what a lot of our insecurities are, is fears. Whether it's from trauma or whether it's something we just truly, genuinely fear. Not only will this improve your mental health, you'll gain clarity. It could potentially rid of your anxiety, if not all, then some. Pull the mask off. It's exhausting being different people. You can't be somebody with Jimmy. You can't be Bubbly Bob with Jimmy narcissistic Nancy with With Maddie and when you go pull up with Molly you can't be judgy Jimmy like you can't be all of these people when you are with different people you need to be one who are you as an individual show up as that person and if you start to feel yourself have a thought or something that you want to say and it is uncomfortable, I challenge you to really think about it and think about why it bothers you that you didn't say one. Number seven, doing one through six, you create self-trust and trust yourself to make good decisions. When you are not authentically yourself, you cannot truly trust and fully wholeheartedly trust yourself. You're sitting on the other side of this like Lauren, I'm trying to become my most authentic self and I can't do that yet. That's fine. It's okay. That's another thing I wish I would have told myself going through this. It's okay that you're not ready. It's okay that you're at where you're at and you acknowledged it. But now we need to figure out how to move forward. You need to trust yourself to make good decisions because you are the only one who truly knows you other than the big man. The other thing, don't, don't ever put decisions in somebody else's hand that involve your life. Take control of the wheel. Not all good decisions are hard and not all bad decisions are easy. Who is in your life raft? Who's the one poking the holes and who's the one failing the water? You know yourself best. And if you say, I actually don't know myself at all, it's okay. It is okay because we all have to have a platform. We all have to start somewhere. Knowing yourself best. And if you can't trust yourself, lean on God and ask for guidance. Asking yourself that, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to? Well, first of all, y'all, the how is not your business. The how is God's business. Number eight, opportunities and evaluation. Just because you are offered a raise or a promotion doesn't mean it's for you. Just because somebody comes over with a great job offer doesn't mean it's for you. Yep, that's an unpopular opinion and some of you are offended right now. Create your own opportunities and I'm not saying you have to create every single opportunity for yourself. I'm saying that's a lot of between you and God, but you have to know that just because every opportunity presents itself doesn't mean that it is for you, even if you think it would help you financially. Because even financially, if it would set you, would it take you away from God? Would it take you away from your family? Number nine, put yourself first. Pouring from an empty cup is a no. Non-negotiable, pour from a full cup. What does that look like? 
you put you first. Well, Lauren, I have two kids and, you know, I have two really young kids or I have, gosh, I hope not six, but there are people out there who have sex tablets. Um, I have really young kids and I work two full-time jobs and my husband's never home or I'm a single parent. Y'all, I am a trucker's wife. Currently, my husband does not have his own business, but he did have his own business when we had our daughter in 21. I raised that girl for three months every single day by myself. My husband came home maybe once a week. And we would meet in Topeka. We would meet for an hour and a half. He'd turn around and he'd go. And that was the time it took him to drive to see his kid so he could spend some time with her. And it's not that I didn't have any help with anybody else or from anybody else because I did. And I am so thankful that I did. Create your own opportunities. In certain seasons of our life, we are surviving or we are living or we are thriving. What is it costing you not putting yourself first? I will tell you. Mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, all of those things are your health. If you are not your fullest, you say, well, Lauren, how can I provide for my family? Honey, you better be talking to God. Hands down, you better be talking to God every single day. What I didn't realize is that even God wants you to come to him with every single day tasks. The dishes right? The dirty nitty gritty things. Lord, help me get this bathroom clean because I don't know if I'm capable. I don't know if I have it in me to do the dishes, to do the laundry, to be on my feet all day when today's my day off and I'm working my butt off at home so my kids have clean laundry, so they have plates to eat off of while I'm working doubles for the next week, week and a half. Make time to decompress and put you first, but you do need to talk to God and you do need him to lead you because he's going to help ease it. You guys, the more you talk to God, the more you get in his word. Lord, I don't even have a spare second to sit down. Create the time because if you don't make the time later on in life, somebody's going to, you're going to end up at the doctor's office and somebody's going to say, oh yeah. Um, I used to work as a cardiopulmonary therapy aide saying something like, well, if we would have made the time when I was younger, I wouldn't have been prescribed exercise. I wouldn't have been prescribed breathing treatment. I wouldn't have been prescribed. So either you figure out how to do it now in the hard and the nitty gritty and the nooks and crannies of things, or you're going to be paying for it later. Again, when you say yes to something, you also say no. Number 10, feel all your feelings, joy all the way to pain and everything in between. You are allowed to feel your feelings. They are real and I am validating them right now. They are very real. Lean into the discomfort and pain and that will give you growth. Give yourself time. Number 11, be bold. Put your phone down. And for some of y'all, you're like, oh no, I'm turning this off. This is not an option. Y'all, it's a non-negotiable. Put your phone down. Quit being passive, quit texting things you wouldn't say, quit tweeting and all this other stuff, be a grown ass person, go up to the person and have a conversation. Being vulnerable is super uncomfortable. But you guys, if I'm being honest, I always try to be vulnerable. 
because that is my most authentic self and God is working on something with me in that at this point in time in my life. And if you don't put your phone down, you can't stand up for yourself because you're not hearing what's being said about you in that room right to your face. Speak your mind. Take initiative. Join. Start the conversation. Take action, you guys. Your voice is just as important as the other person in that room. I don't give a shit if it's a celebrity. I don't give a crap who's in that room with you. Your voice is just as important to be heard. Number 12, write it down. Write down what you're grateful for. See the beauty in the small things. And you guys, being grateful is really a thing. It will take you so far. And number 13 is wash your mouth out. I'm talking with soap, y'all. Wash your mouth out. Watch what you say. Because what you say will manifest. Be kind to yourself. Use kind words and kind thoughts. That's all for this episode of Say Less, Say Yes. I am here because this has been on my heart for almost six months. want you to share it with somebody. I want to be your friend. I want to close the gap for you. And I want you to be the best version of yourself as soon as you can. But I also want to help you heal and on your journey. Because for me, that is one of my God-given talents is being raw, authentic, and passionate. I'm very passionate about what I do do because it's a hell yes for me. I am authentic because I didn't know who I was when I was younger and I have two kids who need to know who they are and what authenticity looks like. And I'm raw because that's the vulnerable part. That's the part where you tear down all the walls, all the masks that you've put on and you say, this is who I am and this is what I've been carrying and I just need someone to listen. That's why I'm here. So if you would please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast, I would very much appreciate it. Until then, we'll see you on the next episode of Say Less.